Oh my god, sorry, I do apologise. Um, while looking up Sugar Babe songs, I actually uh, gently put an extra character on the end, Sugar Babe A. And uh, the first thing that pops up is Locator Sugar Babe, um, located in Sweden, currently looking for a sugar daddy. Browse through thousands of personal ads, and I've just realised where my stepmother came from. Um, <laughs> that's awkward. His name is Craven. He likes white ravens, and he will always use them to reduce your gold. His name is Dave. He cancels saves. He likes to make the opposition have bad days. His name is Tom. He plays for fun. And if you beat him, then he'll punch you in the face. It's the UK's fantastic podcast. This episode's the worst, so it's probably the last. With unopposed to claim banter, it's banter behind the throne. Hello, and welcome back to Banter Behind the Throne. I'm your King of the Castle, Dave Bamford, and I'm joined today by my co-hosts, Mr. Tony Mekos. Say hello, Tony. Hello. And Mr. Thomas Peel. Say hello, Hello. Peel. I I was a bit bit too short. Hello. I I, I paused dramatically, and I didn't mean to. (laughs) Yeah. I wasn't expecting the dramatic pause, because it was just a name, but I'm, I'm happy it happened. This is, I believe, episode 82 of Band of the Throne, so we've got some some lovely things coming up for you today. First, we're going to discuss uh, the restricted list that dropped today. I'm, not, I'm sure it won't be today by the time you listen to this, but uh, it is. it was a couple of hours ago, so it's all very exciting. Ooh. Then, we're going to talk about something else that was discussed today online, which is the, uh, the tiers of what decks are in what tiers. Uh, then we're going to be joined by Gabby to talk about the Brighton Charity Joust. And uh, the Faction League in London. I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Um, I'll do that first because it's very short. Oh, well, how are you guys anyway before uh, before we get going? I am very good. I just jumped in there just so people can get a word in anyways. I'm good. I'm old. The same with Peel. We've both had our birthdays in the last week. So we're both significantly older. And as we discussed earlier, our heads are therefore much, much bigger. Yes, large in fact. To the point where I'm starting to need to buy new hats. And new headphones. Mm-hmm. Awful. So, yeah, not too bad. Have played very, very little Thrones since the last time we chatted. Have, in fact, dodged a load of store championships for some reason. Just too lazy, I guess. And so, therefore, not played much Thrones. Played a lot of other games. Been board gaming like there's no tomorrow. But yes. uh, played very, very little Thrones. This week, I've been picking up a little bit more. And now all the drama's happened. Uh, it's time to get back into it. And we've got a store champ this weekend as well in Stone. So, uh, yeah, better get me uh, Thrones boots back on. Fantastic. So, first things first is the Faction League that's coming from London, which is very exciting. I forgot to mention this to you in the uh, in the pre-show. But what, what they've done is they've uh, divided everyone up into factions and we'll... Uh, you know, it's a bit like a team event where you'll play a different team every every week, um, but you will be playing three games against a, a different faction. So I'm in the Team Martel, which is nice, cool. with Darren Hazelden and Ben Royals. Uh, and this week we've got Night's Watch, so we can tech our decks specifically knowing the house that we're playing at least, if not Ooh, the nice. gender. So that's quite interesting. Um, there's not much else to say about that. I've told you guys what deck I was testing earlier. I won't be mentioning that in case uh, this episode goes up before Monday. <laughs> and people are scouting. 
Uh, but over the next few episodes, uh, depending on how quickly we release them, uh, I'll give you a little update as to how uh, the team's going and if we've got any interesting builds that we've uh, we've built. So that was that. <laughs> Peel? Yes? I, because I trod all over Dave's intro and his general kind of pleasantries, how are you? I'm fine. Good. Yeah. Right. Good stuff. Moving on. Yeah. Well, you know, you can just throw it in there. Yeah, I'm fine. Again, haven't really played much time since the last one as we both went to, but apart from that, yeah, things are all right. Excellent stuff. As you were. Okay. Carrying on then. <laughs> Over to you, Dave. <laughs> so the most important thing that's happened this week in the world of Game of Thrones, the card game, second edition, was Canadian Nationals and the Restricted List. So for those who don't know, a combination deck using the Knight of Flowers from the House of Thorns expansion, All Men of Fools, and of course the Annals of Castle Black. Three of them made the cut at Canadian Nationals, a field of 40, and uh, it was a mirror match in the final. It was excruciating to watch, truly boring. And in the semi-final, one of the guys played against a Lannister Crossing deck. Yeah, so everyone says that uh, Lannister Crossing can finish before combination, in this instance, the combination deck player went first and closed with the crossing player on 13 power, I think. So, no, it can't. It can consistently win turn two. So that's no fun for everybody. Once again, everyone's been baying for blood. And uh, it seems that FFG have listened, or probably more accurately, they listened ages ago and just haven't got around to publishing the list. But they have brought out a restricted list, which is wonderful because now, once again, we can start referring to decks in their proper manner of house agenda restricted correct now we can play martel lord of the crossing the annals of castle black how much nicer does that sound guys mm, lovely you know exactly what you're getting into with that deck great mm, it's beautiful isn't it and it's and especially especially since one of the restricted cards is the hand's judgment which is probably maybe the most interesting kind of choice of card to kind of put on there and lots and lots of decks run the house, the house judgment, so there will be a requirement for people to say, you know, Baratheon, House of the Red Door, Dragonstone Castle, the Hands Judgment, for example. Lovely. Just uh, picking a deck off the top of my head. It just feels right, doesn't it? It does, indeed. Three parts, yeah. We should also mention, uh, not that we should need to mention it, but since people don't speak the Queen's English anymore, that uh, the correct definition for these decks uses the word combination. The word combo, oh, if I hear the word combo again, I mean, I mean, hopefully with the restricted list, nobody will talk about it anymore. That probably won't be the case. But uh, reminiscing of the days when there was combo decks. Yeah, yeah. What decks, Bill? What decks? <laughs> combo decks, Dave, I believe, was the, the term used popularly in other mediums than this. Indeed. Well, mediums. Have, sorry, mediums. They should now be referred to with the full word combination, not the bastardization combo what is this australia and you have to say it in whatever in that tone as well so Com- when discussing your combination decks you have to just kind of pause in the middle and just look randomly off into the distance so for example dave would you uh would you like to test your deck against my new combination deck <laughs> <laughs> i would absolutely not like to test against your combination Deck. The smugness built into that that I very much like. <laughs> there is. It's delightful in so many ways. Oh, I've been messing about with the Martel Rose combination deck recently. So, so you want the person saying off, off to you, they want their monocle to fall out of their eye and into their tea and go, oh, goodness. I can almost deck. imagine you just 
staring off into the distance, almost yeah. almost lifting your left hand to your cheek while while looking away from whoever it is you're talking to, or the camera if you're being filmed for any particular reason. You know, yeah, it's, it, we're going to go daytime soap with it, and I think that's what's important. It would be a good uh, a good camera take, a good look to camera, a good kind of like Eddie Murphy in Trading Places type type. Oh my god, I can't believe he's playing a combination deck. You know, dun, dun, dun. I'm a little on edge every time you're about to say it. <laughs> it's kind of nice. <laughs> I like it. It makes it, it makes it much smugger, which is uh, which kind of fits. I didn't realize. Oh, I'm sorry, haven't you ever played against my combination deck before? <laughs> I didn't realise that the final of Canadian Nationals was a mirror match as well. God, that just would have been, just would have been horrible. Was it the same deck or was it a different combo? Sorry, combination deck. It was the same combination deck, but there were a couple of cards different. Uh, Chris Thompson was running uh, King Tommen so that it would turn off the King in the North. Good point. Uh, in addition to the Crown of Golden Roses. Right. Um, and he was running heads on spikes, where the other chap was running something else. Little fingers meddling, close call, that kind of thing. They were both running close call, I think. Oh, okay. Because uh, if the night of flowers dies, you're having a bad time. Yeah. That is a key part of your combination. Yes. Correct. Yeah. So, well, in any case, congratulations to Jake Platt for uh, winning that tournament. It it's no mean feat, even if you are playing absolute bullshit. So, uh, it's no mean feat to play that deck over and over and over again, and still be, you know, legitimately interested in playing the game. You know what I mean? Hmm. Couldn't I couldn't take a deck like that to a tournament because it would mean I'd have to play it five times and go through. Yeah. You know, oh, just be horrible. You know, my favourite thing about it though, I'm currently looking at the deck, uh, the winner lady combo, yeah. mm-hmm. nation uh, online. Um, it is actually called, and this is me quoting by the way, so it doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Canadian Nationals winner lady combo. It, it says combo on the screen, That's making fine. the noises from my mouth. It would be com, and then bo. Oh, oh yeah. There are 61 cards, and this does make me a little bit happier. <clears throat> Chris ran 63 in his. <laughs> oh, really? God. But Ooh. you just draw so many that it is completely irrelevant. Yeah, 61 cards, exactly. But yeah, his plot said close call, counting coppers, little fingers meddling. Annals of Castle Black, Valor, of course, and Wheels Within Wheels. No restricted, of course. <laughs> yeah. As you say, Tony, uh, last year, before Joel won the Bristol Regional with Hyper Viper, I had been playing it a couple of times that week. I think I played it twice on the Iron Throne, and I was like, ha, this is great fun. And then I played it twice in real life, and I was like, this is not great fun anymore. No. Now I've seen it go off a few times. I cannot play this for an entire day. No, just couldn't just cry. So I played Vic and Bob instead. I think I'd be looking at other people's decks and going, oh, uh, well, for as much as other people get a chance to play their decks, I'd be looking at other people's decks going, oh, that looks much more interesting to play. Uh, Sigh. Oh, I've won again. (laughs) (laughs) Intrigue for 144? Yeah. Yeah. Unopposed? (laughs) No? Well, in that case, bang, it is. I think I'd spend most of that store championship outside the shop having a fag. <laughs> On your own, though. You'd, you'd, yeah. you'd never be having a fag with the guy you just nope. just beat with that deck, would you? Like, you know, sometimes it's nice. You're like, Ziggy, yeah, let's go. And uh, other times it's uh, very clear, no, we won't be bonding for at least 20 minutes. Apparently, there was, uh, there was a guy who just conceded as soon as he saw he was playing against Combo. Good. He's just like, no, I'm not doing this. Going. 
better things to do with your 55 minutes. I believe he uh, he dropped as well to avoid the three in the top eight. He just dropped from the top eight entirely um, to play Destiny, and he was paired against a combo deck. <laughs> <laughs> they do uh, combination decks in Destiny. I'm so well, sorry, I said I said combo so many times there. It's all right. So it happens. It happens. You know, but you you have to learn. But they do them in Destiny as well, yeah. Apparently, yeah. Okay. Oh, one thing I, I would say actually, I've just had a look on Thrones DB on the on the, on the winning deck, and he has actually put up there saying, honestly, this deck is terrible for the game, and hopefully, winning a major event convinces F- FG to do something with it. <sighs> so even he's called for it to, uh, you know, sort it. Even I'm not having fun. Yeah, the, the, that that's the, pretty much summarising. Yeah, even I'm not actually enjoying this, and I won the tournament. Like that, that's that's nice to see. There was a lot of that at Worlds last year, though, when combination decks kind of you know made, did quite well and made like one of the mid top four, if I remember right. There was a lot of deck publishing after it going, oh yeah, I'm really sorry, I had to play this to force FFG to do something about it and all that. That kind of martyr kind of. No, I'm not doing this because I want to. I'm doing this because I think I should be able. To, I should be able to kind of force FFG to kind of to do something. And honestly, it's not my fault. I I don't really kind of agree with that. It's like if you don't want to play that deck, don't play that deck. Never mind. It's done now. You know, finally the the forces of good have uh, prevailed. So. Oh no, he's getting credit for getting it banned. Oh, you're right, Marta. Hey ho. Yeah. So let's talk about the fact that it's gone. So what do you do? You want to talk us through the restricted list, Tony? What do you reckon to it? What's on there? What's on there? Well, it's a very, very slight restricted list that appears to address the combination decks and the combination decks only. Now, I don't have a list up in front of me because I'm an idiot, but if I there's only five cards on it, right? So yeah, and most of the cards are in this deck list that I've got in front of me anyway. <laughs> so the restricted list for Game of Thrones 2nd Edition. The card game. Includes, the card game, includes, and is limited to, the Annals of Castle Black, which is a fair, pretty much top of the list. It's the fuel that uh, powers these combination decks. Also, Wheels Within Wheels, which is the kind of other half of the, the plot that was kind of printed to go to work alongside the Annals of Castle Black, pretty much. Put all your events in the discard pile, etc. So you've got Annals, you've got Wheels, you also have the High Garden Minstrel, which might seem like an odd one, but it only really sees play, I think, in combination decks like this because with enough song events being played, it makes uh, an extra little bit of money to fuel the combination. So the High Garden Minstrel, Tyna Merriweather, who's kind of the real crux of drawing the shit out of your deck. And this, for every event, you're getting another card and you're able to put another one in the discard pile. And then the interesting one, and the one that uh, most people are, uh, are you know, will have a say in, I guess, is the Hand's Judgment, um, which is, st- yeah, I still guess a fundamental part of the of the combination to be able to cancel other people's, you know, nightmares and all that kind of thing. Uh, but it's a it's an interesting one to kind of pop on the bottom. I dare say that even if that wasn't on the list, the combination decks would still be kind of nuked. But uh, I guess it makes sense. It's one card, and everyone can now run it without running any of the rest of the stuff. So, so it's a short and sweet restricted list, which, judging by the kind of initial reaction to it, is maybe maybe too short because I think a lot of people might have been expecting this restricted list to try and address other elements of the game that maybe they themselves aren't particularly happy with. 
So, for example, people were expecting something like Fleabottom and maybe the Second Sons to appear on this list to stop that particular kind of interesting, that, that tar kind of combination. But it appears that this particular restricted list was created with the singular reason to knock down these combination decks and stop the game being mind-numbingly boring. Like, it sounds like the top four at Canadian Nationals was. So I guess, yeah, I guess it's fine. It's done what it set out to do. The article smacks a little bit of an article that could have been written a couple of months ago, and Danny was just waiting to kind of push the button on it. Because, you know, it doesn't really say anything that wasn't also valid a couple of months ago. Okay, this combination might not have been able to be put together a couple of months ago, but one very similar to it was. And there's not a massive difference between the two. After the Night of Flowers got printed, there were lots of combination decks that kind of came out that used it. And I think he was also just waiting for the word from above to be able to go, right, yep, do it, restrict. And uh, he pushed the red button, and uh, here we are. So, uh, yeah, it seems kind of fair to me, but as I was I was talking to someone earlier about the fact that the restricted list was also used, uh, certainly first edition, to kind of sculpt the metagame a little bit as well, that the, the cards went on the restricted list, not because they were ridiculously overpowered necessarily, but because it kind of took that easy option away from people that were deck building, so that it encouraged more diversity in deck building. And we're so early on in the kind of life of the restricted list in version two that they also don't feel the need to kind of start doing that. But I foresee a point where they will start adding cards to the restricted list just to kind of diversify the game itself. Um, but that's obviously not what this is for. This is a, you know, an emergency kind of band-aid, I guess, to kind of put on the game and kind of go, nah, right, we're not doing this bit anymore. Uh, think of something else, guys. Hmm. A um, couple of points I'll take from that. Uh, it it has a slight effect on some other decks, which is interesting. The key ones would be um, Reigns of Customer decks, which would run both Wheels of the Wheels and the Hands Judgment, potentially, uh, which it won't hit them much, and uh, it's not like they were broken, but it's not like they were underpowered either, so that's it's not an issue. It rains them in air... <laughs> it rains ever so slightly to the point where it is kind of irrelevant uh, to what was a really powerful deck anyway. Yeah, Greyjoy Reigns used to run... Well, uh, uh, some Greyjoy Reigns run wheels, right, to go looking for saves uh, here and there. It tends to be quite useful in there. And they're likely to run a couple of hands judgments, I guess, as well. But uh, it's not a massive... Uh, it's not a massive bollock to kind of change your, to change up your scheme plots for that. Keep yeah. judgments in. Exactly. The um, the other thing it hits would be Targaryen burn decks, mm. which often run the hand's judgment to force through the burn, mm. and have been running annals. Um, people online have been saying that they haven't, and just because you haven't seen it doesn't mean they don't, because mm. in Europe they absolutely are running annals to mm. recur those burn events, and yes. it's really strong. So I'm shocked that they weren't doing it at Thrones War, mm. um, which seems to be where everyone is citing. Um, mm-hmm. And I've also seen Targ decks opening with Wheels Within Wheels to go and get Dracarys turn one. Yeah, fair enough. So it hits them a bit, but it's kind of irrelevant. It doesn't. It reigns in what people have been mo- people have been moaning about Targ anyway. Mm. Uh, so a, a slight hit to them is not an issue if it is really a hit. So everyone can quit moaning about it now and how it's breaking the game. 
and whether this has come you know just at the right time or too late well doesn't really matter now it's it's kind of moot and it's the end of sword championship season which kind of is i guess perfect timing for something like this to come out we we asked they did something about it i want to talk um briefly about what this means going forward and how i would have handled it mm. if i was the lead designer which i'm not mm. you're not I don't you're aware not. that i'm not no no that's um, tragic that's mm. that's why uh that's why this has happened obviously. is that why you didn't handle it in the first place yeah couldn't do anything about it i'm sorry guys it just wouldn't have happened you're no. a terrible lead designer <laughs> so what i would have done was i would have taken the star wars approach to restriction where you restrict groups of cards yeah and you can choose a card from Group A, and you can choose a card from Group B, and run them. But you can't run multiple cards from Group A, for instance. And the first group I would restrict would be uh, House Tyrell, Banner of the Rose, and Annals of Castle Black. Mm. Which stops any green cards being run with Annals, and completely takes the arse out of the draw engine, basically. It has a slight side effect of stopping Tyrell decks running Annals. Mm-hmm. in normal tarot decks but I don't think that's a particular issue um, then as people have been screaming for other restrictions I considered what I would do in that instance and people say you, you mentioned Second Sons earlier I wouldn't restrict Flea Bottom Second Sons mm. because that has the side effect of um, banning Second Sons essentially nobody would ever choose it and there are a lot of cards the reason this restrictive work list works better than the other instead of one big list is that in first edition there were a number of cards which were banned essentially because you would never pick them over other restricted options and they yeah. were only there because of combos with other cards on the list yeah and so what i would do is i would restrict for example in targ dracaris and flea bottom um not because dracaris is broken but it's because you either get to do your silly recursiony stuff or you get to do your burny stuff yeah and taking a bit from each might force you to choose a theme a bit better mm-hmm. um, so people have moaned about say Ario Hotar I would put on Flea Bottom and say Ariane on the list Yeah. so you can run Flea Bottom and all the, the jumpers from the discard pile or you can run Ariane and put them in the old fashioned way or yeah. just pay the gold cost I guess um, but you can't do both yeah. rather than just breaking up a very specific combo it's more of a general you know, softening of a theme mm. And then in Night's Watch, I because uh, I personally think that the Veteran Builder in the Wall is annoying but fine. Flea Bottom and Veteran Builder is pretty fun with the right locations. Veteran Builder, the Wall, and Flea Bottom is horrible. Sure. Um, so I would restrict Flea Bottom and the Wall. And the Wall, correct, yeah. Yeah, and leave Veteran Builder. And you could put all of those on a list, so the list would say, with potential for other factions, Ariane, The Wall, Dracaris, <laughs> Flea Bottom. Mm. Um, and it would no, it would stop a couple of lists being all right, but none of those really saw play together anyway, so it wouldn't yeah. be much of an issue. And then I'd also just, you know, if you want to put uh, The Wall, Banner of the Watch, Night's Watch on the list, I wouldn't complain either. Mm. But I don't think they will. That's the element of increasing diversification in in deck building and, yeah. and and in decks in general right because again one of the one of the effects of running a restricted list uh, is that there you can't have a deck from that house with all of its good stuff in and exactly 
and that's kind of how first edition kind of that's how, how the, the the meta was kind of sculpted by by first edition because there was no single Martel great deck. There was at one point, but obviously yeah. that got torn. That, that got torn. It got stopped pretty quickly, which yeah. was a uh, which did. was nice. So you had to exactly. So you had to make a choice. You were going. I'm playing Martel. I can't run all the good stuff, but I can run still a little bit of good stuff. It just it would be ludicrous if I could run, even though the cards didn't necessarily have any synergy, uh, like explicit synergy. You still can't have. Oh, this deck does a really good thing. Uh, if that doesn't work, it's got a backup of another really good thing. You kind of you know you 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 end up thematically kind of going down one route or going down the other. And uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's a good good, good call. And I'd like to see them maybe going that way eventually. But the card pool, while the card pool is 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 not small by any means, it's still not at the levels where, uh, and that's I guess a success in design even so far. Uh, the card pool isn't a, isn't at a point where you have to be you know picking a card out of every a couple of cards out of every cycle and kind of going nah nah no 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 that that you know you're thinking restricted list every single time a new pack comes out. It's not really about that. The other thing that, that First Edition was quite good at uh, when it came to the restricted list was when a new restricted list came out and dealt with whatever issues that there were in the most recent metagame, they would also relax that list on certain other kind of cards there who that kind of had their day. And sure, that might have been re-entering kind of a reasonably powerful card back into the pool. But you know, other things had happened in the game at that uh, by that point, and other cards had kind of had kind of come in. So yeah, it increased it, it, it reduced some choices, but then increased some other choices in another way, and it continually the, the game continually developed alongside that. They're not idiots, regardless of uh, what people say. <laughs> you know, it's it's their game, and uh, I'd like to think that they have that in mind, kind of moving forward. Right, we're, uh, we're well. I am now joined by Gabby to talk about the Brighton Charity Joust. So, Gabby, hello, welcome to the cast. Hi. Uh, you've not joined us before, so do you want to give us your, a little bit of a, a little bit about yourself? Tell us who you are for the listeners. Um, I don't really know who I am. That's not good. Yeah, I don't really have any fun achievements to share. Uh, I play Fat Cat a lot. That's all I can give you. <laughs> well, someone has to, I guess. Yeah, I take that mantle very seriously. <laughs> okay. Um, so you run the Brighton Charity Joust this well, yeah. you will be running it this year, and you ran it last year. Tell us, you know, who, what, where, when, how, all about that. What is it? So me and Joe last year decided, well, Joe mostly decided that he wanted a Night's Watch spot gloss and was told if we ran a charity event, we could get one as prize support. So... <laughs> That is legitimately how it started. But then we realised that raising money for charity is actually quite nice. Yeah. So last year it was a slightly smaller event, a bit of testing the waters. We managed to raise about 700 quid total. And this year we thought we'd make it a bit bigger, put a bit more effort in. So it's going to be April 14th down in Brighton, unsurprisingly. Mm -hmm. Um, We're holding it in a pub this year, which is a very important part of it because pubs are good. (laughs) I'm trying to think what else. Uh, It's going to be two ways to play. You can play normally by just trying to be the best, or you can play an achievement-based style, which we need to spoil soon. But that's going to allow the jank players to really pull some bullshit, basically. Fantastic. Um, and so far, we think we've just broken a thousand raised, 
because of Whammer's amazing deck contribution. Yeah, tell us about that for those who haven't seen it. So, I mean, we didn't ask at all. Whammer put himself forward and said, I'm going to let people pick all the cards in my deck. Um, so people could bid a bit of money. The person who bid the most got to pick five, then three, then two, and everyone else just got to pick one card. And yeah, it went a little bit crazy. Um, a lot of people donated. It looks like a pretty interesting deck as well. There's some, there's nice synergies in there, even if in his 75 card deck he will never draw them together. Yeah, it's a Tyrell Alliance, Banner, Sun, and Stag. It's a bit of Relore there, Ruby of Relore being his personal favourite. <laughs> um, there's some boats, there's some weapons, there's a little bit of Maester in there, I think, a yeah. bit of um, Bestow Tech without any Bestow characters beyond Planky Town Trader. It's looking special. <laughs> it, it's really nice. <laughs> Lots of little synergies can normally make a deck quite good, right? Because, you know, you yeah. Can a little bit and it'll be quite good, so presumably he'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, I can confirm he has actually won a game with it in testing. Really? Yeah, That's so be terrified, everybody, because <laughs> <laughs> it is coming. Oh, God. So who, the money, who is the money going to this year? Um, this year it's going to Macmillan Cancer Trust, which is the same as last year, and that was picked by last year's winner, Dan Kay. Okay. So effectively that is a prize for winning the event, is you will then pick next year's charity, because we thought that was a nice little way to add a bit more community spirit to it. Will you be uh, playing anything particularly ridiculous? I won't actually be playing um, because I'm going to need to be checking everyone's achievements on the day, as will Joe. So we're going to be running around ticking off a lot of little tick boxes for people <laughs> as opposed to playing. Well, um, I assume people can still donate online if they want to. Yep, you can even still donate to add cards to Whammer's deck. He is bound that if you donate money now, he has to change the few extra nice cards he's added himself to something horrible. Oh, that poor man. Yeah, he, like I say, we had nothing to do with it. It was his idea. Bless him. Um, okay, well, uh, have you got anything else to add about the uh, the tournament? Just please come. It would be really nice to see some people. I know we've got some people travelling. Um, I mean, it'd be nice to see you there, actually, Dave. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been down to Brighton yet, and I have said that I would. Um, yeah. It's in the calendar, so I'm hoping to. If nothing comes up, I'll uh, I'll be there. Yeah, well, I'll buy you a pint if you make it. Oh, well, in that case. What time do you start? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, probably, we'll say registration 10 starts at 11. Cool, let's go. That's, that sounds about right. <laughs> decided just now yeah that's organization from a page of my book certainly <laughs> fantastic stuff all right then well uh thanks for joining me Gabby. yeah thanks for having us on no problem um best of luck with the preparation of the tournament and i hope you raise lots of lovely money uh everyone at home please donate we'll put the link in the comments and we'll also link to whammer's deck so you can see the nonsense evolve if it gets any last minute additions um and the little ditty that he wrote to Go alongside it as well. That was quite nice. Just truly spectacular, and again, <laughs> came out of nowhere. Yeah, clearly too much time in his hands. Absolutely. All right. Well, cheers, Gabby. Thank you. All right. 
So, for our next segment, we decided to discuss what what decks were good in the meta, what decks were bad in the meta, and what decks were kind of okay in the meta. And we're inspired because the restricted kit list came out today, and we lost half our episode uh, because we had to just rewrite it. We couldn't really speculate about the restricted list because there was one. So what we're doing is we're stealing content from the Second Sons, which is fine. And they put out a rather controversial uh, little post today saying that this deck is tier 1 and this deck is tier 2 and this deck is tier 3, which we don't entirely agree with. So we're going to discuss some of our favourite decks and where we think they fit into the meta. Um, Now, we're going to criticise the American habit of describing decks as tier 1, tier 2, tier 3 and tier 1.5 because that makes no sense. Why don't you just use one, two, three, and four? We have enough numbers that would, as George Anker's pointed out earlier, we're not going to run out of numbers if we need to add more tiers. So we've 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 thought, well, you know what? We'll we'll make it a little more us, and we'll redefine what the tiers are. So obviously, the top tier of deck is the Spice Girls. Uh, they are, of course, top of their game. You just can't beat these decks. These are the kind of decks that you could take to any tournament, and if you play competently, you do pretty well. It is the serious spice. With the Spice Girls, you know what you're getting. It's going to be non-stop classics. Mm-hmm. It really is going to be a, a greatest hits every time they perform. Consistent all the way through. So really reliable. Mm-hmm. You sit you sit on the opposite side of a table and they get a spice, you know, seriously spicy deck out, and you're like, uh, should have planned for this. Yep, should have. Should have planned for a spice. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't go to a 90s disco, or hell, a disco now, without knowing any Spice Girls. Um, much like you shouldn't go to a tournament without knowing about these decks. It's just, it's common sense. It's just not being, yeah, it's not, it's not being fully equipped. It's not being... you got to learn the dance moves before you go. Um, yeah. And you got to, basically, if you're thinking of going out without learning this, you've just got to stop right now. Thank you very much. And that's, that's really what it is. Or, you know, be resigned to the fact that you're just going to be crushed. In the same way that were you to go with Disco and some Spice Girls came on and, you know, you, you, you weren't fully kind of aware of, of these songs, you're going to be, be yeah. limping off to the side of the dance floor, kind of going, oh, I didn't think about this. Oh. If you're not aware of these songs and you're trying to pull, you're not going to become one that night. Yeah, it's the perfect analogy in many ways. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> the, next, uh, the next tier down, we figured, uh, so these are the kind of decks that you'll have a decent punt, but you wouldn't want to take them all the time. Um, but they're kind of just like they're always solid and they're just not quite there yet but uh, obviously you know everything's better with a little bit of sugar so we thought the next tier down will be the sugar babes what do you guys think to that do you think that's about accurate solid back catalogue you know not everyone not a hit but you know continued on for a bit longer as well and can really give you that little bit of a oh alright yeah I know this one and you get a little bit excited that's old school yeah do you know what I mean you're yeah. a bit excited, but you're not as excited as you should be and or could be. Also, Sugar Babes, some lineup issues over the years, you know, mm-hmm. people coming in, people going out. Uh, again, the perfect analogy with those decks that haven't quite made to the kind of, you know, made it to Spice Girls level where you're kind of like, nah, do you know what? Ah, this card doesn't do me any good. Let's pop in a different one. Ah, you're still well, looking for that kind of that secret yeah, bit, yeah. aren't you? You're yeah. trying to, you know, the Spice Girls, all 61 cards of that deck just have to be there it's just not that deck without them but sugar babes you can rotate a few out and no one really you can rotate a new one in a new one out you know put you know take out a brunette one and put a blonde one in and in general you're like yeah the deck will still work it might not be amazing but it's gonna quite a lot of the time it's gonna hit yeah just just like taking a deck that's just been hit with a restricted list 
you know you got to mm. remove some of the key parts but maybe you can add some uh, new blood in um, it might not be as consistent as good as it was before um, and it's not one of those tier one serious Spice Girls decks but uh, it's still pretty good yeah uh, so underneath that, we thought, well, this is the kind of deck that, you know, you could take to a tournament, uh, but more likely you're just going to kind of play casually at home, maybe take to a deck, a game night kit. You want it about half the time. You wouldn't you wouldn't want it all the time. Um, it's kind of out there. And we figured uh, salt and pepper. You know, you wouldn't want salt and pepper on your cheese no. or your well, ice cream. But you, wouldn't you definitely use... wouldn't want it on your ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, like you want some of the time, but not always. Exactly. It goes well on some things if you're in that mood, you know. But if you really want to push it, it's just not going to cut it. No. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. And that's that's really what it comes down to. Once or twice you're going to have a you're going to have a great game. Once or mm. twice you're just going to be like, "Yes, this is great." Yeah, you're going to do it real good. Yeah, you're going to do it real good. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and once in a while, you know, once in a while you'll be you'll be talking about sex as well and and then once in a while you'll hit an album track and you'll get thumped. Yep. <laughs> Once that. that album track comes on, that's it. You're going yeah. down. Yeah. Once yeah. Spinderella leaves, you know you're you're out of it. Yep. Yeah. So uh, below that level, below the decks that you can kind of take with some some consistency, you've got the uh, the nuclear option, and this is what happens when uh, Tony's wife's left all her cards all over the table and he's just going to scramble a deck together at the last <laughs> moment and hope it sticks. Yeah. And that's Atomic Kitten. This is a clumping of sixteen cards. This is yeah. nothing. Yeah. You know, what they did there was mash people together. They got people who hated each other. They put them all together. They remade songs from the 80s that were famous that made them subsequently famous. But then everyone realized underneath it's just a drug riddled, horrible example of humanity. The thing about an atomic kitten deck is that once in a while you might kind of you might put it out on the table and go, do you know what? This looks all right. This doesn't look bad. Do you know what you no. You know, once in a while you're kind of like you, you squint and you go, yeah, this looks fine. This looks fine. And then you play it and uh, whoa, it doesn't even hit the top 40. No, no. <laughs> no, if you, if you leave it to the side, it just. Yeah, it's, it's a toxic environment. Really. It is a toxic, as, as Dave yeah. says, nuclear kind of option mm, yeah. where you have to take something and uh, it, yeah, it's not it's not going to cut it, is it? The rest of them all managed to slip in a sneaky little song quote. This one, I can't even think of any. That's that's the level, really. Yeah, yeah that's it. We can't even think of an Atomic Kitten song. So. No. They did the tide is high, didn't they? But I don't know how to slip that into conversation. Y- you're going to have to hold on if you play an Atomic Kitten deck. I know that much. <laughs> didn't they do Hole again? There we go. But again, wasn't that a cover? No, I think that might have been their big hit. Also, by the analogy gets stretched a little bit here. Wasn't Kerry Katona in uh, Atomic Kitten at some point? Like before? Yes, yes. That she was the one who was the you know the toxic uh, yeah. environment. I'm sure she's a lovely human underneath. Yeah. You're gonna have to go down a fair fucking few layers. It's very much the exception that proves the rule, I think. Okay. And then below Atomic Kitten, there's one final tier of decks. These are the decks that. Maybe they were acceptable 15 years ago, but they're just not acceptable anymore. These are the kind of decks that you should just um, unsleeve, and when you're next at a theme park, just throw them out of the carriage of the roller coaster. Yeah. Um, the truly awful decks that are bewitched. Mm. These are decks that should never have bothered. You should just never have bothered with them in the first place. These are effectively one-hit wonders. Yeah. Nah, nah. No synergy. No, no, no hits. Can't for the life of me remember a single tune in the same way that. When I, for whatever reason, put together a deck that you could categorise as bewitched, 
the minute I take it apart, can't remember what was in it. Sailor V, Tony. Oh! Oh! Well oh I'll give you that. Boo! Give you that. He got one. <laughs> I got two. I mentioned roller coaster as well. He did, yeah. I thought, I thought that was why that came up. Yeah. Right, let's let's categorise these bad boys. And you can blame that on the weatherman. <laughs> I'd like to think that you would Google this at the, uh, while we're doing it. I have a feeling you've actually got a copy of like Now 57 in your hand and you're going down the track listing. No, sadly not. Yeah. Sadly, I just knew that. I'll tell you what I will do, though. I'm going to dig out my Now um, CDs and my Top of the Pop CDs for the next time we need any form of a rating system. Mm. Um, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's a proven proven to work. It works. You know, you think we're of, about to prove it right now. You think of rubbish decks. You think of Tom McKinnon. It's just yeah. natural, natural. That's how your mind progresses. It, yeah. it really does. So let's wedge some decks into these uh, categories. In the category, shall we? Yeah. yeah. Forcefully. <laughs> We're going to have to push some of them in hard. Yeah. That's how you get to Iceland. That's <laughs> <laughs> so, so, okay, we'll, we'll start with a um, one deck we've already been talking about. The All Men Are Fools, Knight of Flowers from the House of Thorns expansion combination deck. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a bit silly because it's a bit different now. Mm. But this morning, what tier would you have classed that as? Which band? Well, that probably would have gone in as a um, a spy scale, really. Let's be honest. It was this morning, like before I came home from work. It was the spiciest, really. You don't want to sit down opposite that without having figured out some way to kind of beat it. Now, on the other hand, well, I mean, it's it's you know, it's pretty much lost its footing, isn't it? Yeah. Mm, absolutely. It was a fresh face, uh, well dressed, mm. ginger Oof. deck with with spiky devil horns. That that's what it was. It was a yeah, it was a spice up your life kind of uh, deck, yeah. really, wasn't it? It was possibly even a see you'll be there level deck. Yeah, I mean, it was getting on verges of becoming the one. So I mean, it, it is there, you know. Yep, and now unfortunately we have to say goodbye to it. So where does it drop down to? Well, I say, where does it drop down to? As it's not playable, where does it go roughly? If I mean, in theory, without the cards necessarily there, because it's not lost all of them. Some of them are still kicking around. So um, it's lost everything that makes it work. I mean, if you took, well, you take all those cards out of the deck, it, it's lost the actual fuel to kind of make that deck work. Because suddenly you've got thirty-seven events in your hand that you can only play once. Well, I think you play annals, don't you? Annals is the restricted card. Yeah, sure, but you're not able to kind of populate your discard pile in the same way because you've not got time in a merry weather you can't really stop anyone stomping on you because you've got no hands judgments your your ability to kind of dump into the discard pile is seriously restricted having no wheels or no time in a merry weather so once in a while that deck might still work but you suddenly have to kind of draw right as opposed to drawing everything and just figuring out what to play I mean, unfortunately, now with that deck, you're going to be left, uh, you know, kind of saying you'll be there, but you're never going to, you're never yeah. going to get there. You're stuck in traffic on the M52. You, you're yeah. screwed. So, would you say this has dropped down to a, a salt and pepper kind of level deck, where it might, might be all right some of the time, but you can't, you couldn't really bank on it. Possibly, I mean, you, or even further. It's possible that with some work, there might be an alternative way to, to fuel that deck. I can't off the top of my head figure out. How I'm not that good a deck builder, but I'm wondering that if there if there are possibly substitutes that you can make for the cards. I mean, you, there's no there's no immediate substitute for a hands judgment, but there there's 
there will be, you know, very soon. If you've got, I mean, there's words of wind, which is pretty good. Yeah, but you know, you're, that it's just, just it's not the same. Exactly, that just means the opponent's going to draw. Although to be honest, the money from the High Garden Minstrel can be got elsewhere. I guess I think there's probably a way to still make it work an amount of the time, maybe more than fifty percent of the time. So I would be reluctant to push it down to bewitched levels. But or, or even kind of atomic kit levels. I think we're probably still sitting at. Uh, I think we're going to have to push it into salt and pepper level because I'm still worried that you could still do something with it. Okay, uh, go on then, Tony. You suggest the deck. Okay then. Well, if we're still lo- if we're looking at decks that are perhaps in the kind of higher levels categories, let's not call them tiers. That's the entire point of this exercise. Then what about Martel Wolf? Because Martel Wolf's a pretty good deck. I played a store championship a few weeks ago where the only games I lost were against decking Martel Wolf. And uh, it's still a pretty solid choice. Well, you know more about Martel Wolf than I do, Dave, in account of you pretty much invented that deck, right? Oh, I absolutely played it first, and yeah. everyone else is mere imitations. Yeah, exactly. So actually, I probably picked one that you should, that you yourself should categorise because, <laughs> <laughs> because uh, I still think that's a really good deck. I mean, I mean, you you would probably rate it quite highly, surely. Nowadays, I would say it's absolute serious spice. It's definitely a Spice Girls deck. When I first played it, it was more of a Sugar Babes deck. There were definitely better decks. Definitely had some bad matchups, but uh, but it was still good. But uh, nowadays, absolutely, 100% spice. I mean, that was pre-Flea Bottom, right? And now with Flea Bottom, that makes that deck kind of quite tasty. It was pre-Flea Bottom, yeah. pre-Valida Harrison Duel and Dornish Fiefdoms, Secret Schemes. There's loads of important cards that have come out since then. It had to run Eddard to like force through its kill and stuff. Yeah. I'm usually pretty kind of scared setting off some Martel Wolf deck because I kind of haven't quite figured out how to deal with them. And usually the decks I play are ones that Martel Wolf just kind of gets through no matter what. Uh, and so I'm always kind of in awe of uh, playing off some Martel Wolf deck, which is, you know, a perfect, again, perfect analogy with the Spice Girls. Always in awe of their work. Of course. Solid. You got any uh, comments or anything on that, Peel? No, I mean, it's going to fit in in the middle range. Everything's a lovely kind of middle rangey bit there. Um, I like to see things moving around, but it's definitely not up there with the Spice. I don't, I don't know. You don't think it's up there with the Spice? I um, think we are. I think... I, th- I think it's absolutely one of the best decks in the meta. Mm-hmm. I think this is premium spice. Like imported imported in a nice little wooden box from India. I'm concerned mm. there's going to be too many premium spices, though. I'm concerned the, the bar's set uh, just a little bit. Oh, don't worry, there's some bullshit to come. No, no worries. <laughs> as long as we're aware there's going to be some bullshit. Right, mm. um, so I mean, the next deck really is probably the best place to move on to. Uh, put it up there with the first spice. So that's the first spice skill we've got. Mm-hmm. We're only allowed five, for reference. <laughs> are we okay well i don't want i don't want to have more than five decks at the top otherwise it's just ridiculous otherwise we're going to be going in every week i'm going to have to learn all the dance moves and this is going to get stressful too much spice girls is not necessarily a good time i mean it would be but it might not be there's always that risk <laughs> it would be but it might not be mm. <laughs> it's always that risk <laughs> go on then Peel. you you give us a deck and we'll rate that gray lions what gray joy lion fuck you up shit stuff oh are we talking a loot deck we are mm. Tasty. yeah you see i've thought of this in some way 
Greater Online Pillage is perfectly... Loot. Get rid of all their deck. They're not going to do anything, are they? Well, no, they're going to lose. That's what's going to happen. It is, but it, it's loss at the end of the turn. and There'd be nothing more to... No, it's, it's loss immediately. This came up at Canadian Nationals um, because in the final, they both had two cards in their deck. And if mm. one of them had played Dragon Tail, then uh, they would have both decked themselves instantly. And uh, first player would have chosen who won. That's amazing. If, because they're both eliminated from the game at the same time, so first player chooses. And they didn't do that. They won via... Well, actually, Chris decked himself because he knew he was going to lose. So he deliberately drew too many cards. Which I also appreciate, I guess. Yeah, yeah that's fair enough. I don't know. I feel like once you're out of cards, you're out of cards. But then I'm saying that like, you've gone through the effort of decking someone. Watching them lose draw the last card is kind of the line. So maybe that's a nice thing. What is the rule? If you're unable to draw anymore, you're out. No, if you have no cards in your deck. Yes, if you have no cards in your deck, correct. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting deck, actually. It's annoying as fuck to play against, but mm. is it any good? I have come up against it on occasion. And was it any good? It was alright. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It, it works two out of three times. That's that's pretty much the salt and pepper. It's two out of three items you're going to put it on. You know, it's going to go on a few things. But it's, I like that. Yeah, I like yeah, that. I mean, it's not it's not going to come off all the time, but once every so often you're going to have a really lovely bit of peppered steak, and it's just going to go down the tree. I see. I would suggest that it's more of a, an atomic kitten. It's more just oh, there's a pile of cards that all have the pillage keyword. Then um, there's not really any thought put into it. And it's like well, they all go together, and then. I guess sometimes it just kind of works, but more because there just also happen to be some good Greyjoy cards in there, and those good Greyjoy cards win while just also discarding some stuff. There are some very good Greyjoy cards in there. So I'll put it in the Atomic Kitten category. You'd go Atomic Kitten? I'd go Atomic Kitten. There's a few There's a few cards that kind of have come out recently that can make it a little bit better. Corpse Lake kind of makes it... I feel it like they're building that way. You know. Yeah. I feel like in the future it could climb up the charts. Corpse Lake makes that a faster deck, but there's some decks obviously just doesn't work against as well. I mean, fat, very fast decks just win before it gets a chance to pillage the shit out of you. Uh, I enjoyed hearing about uh, Ross Sampson playing against Wedge at the Beanie Games Store Championship a few weeks ago, because Ross was playing a kind of Greyjoy kind of Naga's Ribs deck, and every time Wedge pillaged off the top of his deck, uh, every time it's a character, it went straight to his dead pile and basically increased his potential win condition. <laughs> so I, think, I think Wedge just kind of conceded after a couple of rounds. He was just like, look, everything my deck's supposed to do makes your deck better, so uh, yeah, it's yours. So <laughs> that was quite funny. I think I'd be more likely to kind of go with the uh, usual bad con Atomic Kitten deck, but yeah, I think it kind of is. It's kind of good fun to play. Sometimes you're just going to be very disappointed. You're going to ruin a party on occasions with that. Yeah. You know. Shame. Yeah. That's one down there already. That's upsetting. Yeah. Well, and ladies. Yeah. yeah. And ladies. Oh, ladies are down there. Yeah. Ladies are down there. We're going to have to start making a list. Where's my pen and paper? I've got. I've got a list. Don't you worry. All right. You sure, Dave? All right. Um. What about them? We've talked about ladies. What about builders? What do you reckon to that? I hate builders. I mean, everyone hates builders, right? They kind of fit into that. You've got to be prepared for builders type thing. If you're going to you going to a tournament and there's going to be some the potential going to be builders there, you've got to know how to deal with it. But does I, it? I must admit though, I haven't played builders the last you know in the last two tournaments. So mm. you know I didn't even see them. So all my preparation's gone to you know is nothing. That's mostly because it takes a special 
type of person to play builders. That, that is, is true. Yeah. Uh, and they tend not to do it very often. Yeah. Well, you see, then that means I think it should be more of a, a salt and pepper then, because it takes a special person to own more than two albums by then. You know, they've got they've got like eight albums out. I've never heard of them. Mm. If somebody does take builders to a tournament, yeah, they're generally going to do pretty well with it. You would expect them to make the cut unless they see a lot of decks that have a lot of counters. But if you're going to talk about sex, baby, you're going to draw a lot of attention. You got to remember that, and sometimes it is a hazard. You know, you're talking about sex, and when you're, you know, when you're releasing songs of this explicitly, one of your members was only 14, so it's 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 an added sense of jeopardy, and that that's what they are. They're an added sense of jeopardy. It's annoying because I I I'd, I'd be reluctant to put them as spicy decks, but at the same time. They're kind of daunting to play against. Mm, yeah, tricky. Tricky. We have got a category for those kind of daunting stuff, though. We have got the sugar babes above salt and pepper. Oh yeah. Yeah, but okay. Yeah, yeah. I'd say they're they're more intense than the sugar babes, though, because the sugar babes, you know, they're kind of like, well, they might not be quite quite the best, but you would expect them to do all right. Yeah, but they're know, gonna but they're gonna pull builders, it out, mate. If somebody actually plays builders, they're gonna do really well unless they're pretty useless. Like it's a really strong deck, even if it is a travesty. So you could you could rate it as Spice Girls for technique and maybe Bewitched for popularity. We could have it in both categories at once. They're good. They're talented. There's no reason with why they shouldn't be the top of the thing, but they're not very popular. And no. that's one second, guys. Can we can we pause right there? I was going to introduce the cause because they're all talented. They can play their own instruments. They're very talented as a kind of a core group, but no one fucking likes the cores. No, why, why not like the most niche prog metal band that you could think of? <laughs> <laughs> why don't we go with <sighs> Banana Rama? Like, or like a Jagent band or something. We need to keep <laughs> it so people are going to know who they are, but at the same time they're going to be like, oh yeah. <laughs> but the cores are popular, aren't they? I've got a solution to this. I think it is a, I think it's a really, it's a really good, really strong deck, uh, but you're right, it's not as popular. I think it's kind of Spice Girls after Jerry left. Ah, of course. I, ooh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. People still kind of acknowledge their their significance and their kind of power, but they're just not what they maybe were originally. And, and they're, you certainly, you don't mind them playing the hits, but you don't want to hear any new stuff, do you? I mean, they're a Destiny's child to me. Mm. They're very, very good, but only one of them's carrying them. I mean, if they didn't have the wall, they'd fall apart. And that's so what they lost. You can say that about any night's watch deck, though, Peel. <laughs> it turns out that in the same way that the, 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 you know, the American category system can't run out, run out of numbers, we can't run out of girl bands either. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like now I understand where the 1.5 came from. I'm yeah, not going to lie. It makes logical sense when you actually try to do this. Because it's like, well, we've got a 1 and we've got a 2. But it's not quite a 2. It's not a 1. It's a 1.5. We've got to make a decision here, guys. We can't, we can't just be making up categories. No. <laughs> It's a Spice Girls or a Sugar Babes. Sugar Babes. You go for Sugar Babes. What do you reckon, Pips? I mean, the Sugar Babes are very good, Dave. They are yeah. very good. And you respect them when they come on. And, mm-hmm. and they're there. And they exist. And they're very they're prominent. But they rotate round too often. It's never the same one you're coming up against. It's always going to be there. And it's always got a little few tweaks. So... I feel like you haven't played against Builders, Peel. It's always exactly the fucking same. Well, sometimes they <laughs> put different cards in, and sometimes they play different fucking uh, agendas. That's about as far as They do change agendas, or at least they have changed agendas. They have. They won't change ever again. No, because they've got House of Dreams. But before that, 
But before that, I mean, Whammer's deck was basically the same for six months. Yeah. Until Valid Harris and House of Dreams came out. So it's almost like they changed members after new cards come out. Yeah. I think I think it's better than that, but okay. That's what the cast says. Builders is the sugar babes. I know entirely what you mean. It's it's maybe underrating it slightly, but you know, you've got to wedge things into categories, haven't you? Okay, that's fine. Yeah. I'll 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 yield here. Mm-hmm. Go on, Tony, give us another deck. Alright then. Let's go with the recently very successful Tyrell House of the Red Door Old Town Open Brackets Flex High Garden Close Brackets. <laughs> very, very solid. Very, that really is a very good. That's a very, very good deck. deck. Obviously, with a, that that flex high garden, we can kind of compare to a, a, a new member, perhaps a new member arriving, perhaps a new member leaving. Who knows? But that's fucking solid. You know, you've got to uh, give props to Josh for uh, taking down the brawl at Hollow Hill in in Spain a couple of weeks ago with that. The very fact that it uses the the benefits of the agenda to uh, to change out the House of the Red Door location when appropriate is uh, fantastically flexible and fantastically effective, and uh, certainly certainly did the job for him. It's a great deck. Uh, needs some skill to play well. I think that's it's got to be right up there, isn't it? And of course, uh, you can even play it as a little mini Exodia. That's what uh, Steve did. Mm. No, no, absolutely. Uh, although every single time. Old Town was picked anyway, and he did it about five times. It was silly. Yeah, I think it's solid, very successful, um, full of hits. Um, it's a spicy fucking deck for me. It's spicy, that good, eh? The last couple of games I've played, which admittedly were more than well, I played a couple of games this week. Uh, I've played against um, has a red dot Old Town. It's a spicy deck and needs a spicy player admittedly, to, to, to pull it off properly, but uh, I like the flexibility in it, and with or, with or without the that member of the, the we can kind of use the analogy to say that that's High Garden, I think uh, I think it's spicy. Okay. What do you reckon, Peel? I'm going to agree with Tony on this one, mm. because I argued a lot for the Sugar Babes on the last one. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to lie, I mean, there's only so many kind of analogies I can come up with and the sugar babes at the moment is you know I think it's looking a little bit biggish okay I I would have put them more as a sugar babes rather than a spice girls house the red door old town open bracket flex high garden close bracket um I just I don't think it's the best Tyrell build oh okay alright I think uh, I think rains and uh, crossing are potentially better uh although it is great mm. Um, so I, I would say it's more of a Sugar Babes, but I totally get where you're seeing. It's a very formidable deck. It's very consistent. It's got a scary amount of power gain. So uh, I'm certainly not. Uh, I'm certainly not against putting it in Spice Girls. So uh, I could be argued yeah. either way. I think, but uh, um, but because I've brought the builders down, then I'm going to push this one up. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it's better than builders? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> Not that I'm now going to change builders, so you can just say yes if you want. The reason yeah. being, Dave, <laughs> I think builders' it was... popularity is the reason it went down. Not necessarily the general contents. The popularity in general was the thing that dragged it to the floor. Yes, that's true. You don't have to be so aware of it. You're completely right, Bill. Mm-hmm. But um, House of Dreams. Well, that said, House of Dreams Old Town. It's not super popular, but I think it will be. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think people just haven't heard enough about it. Tyrell is a very, very good house. You know, they are fun to play against. They're quick. 
they've got a lot of power getting, they've got a lot of different ways of doing it, and they are, I think, going to be more popular in the long run. Um, with bigger hits, you know, I think they're going to, you know, it's going to look impressive at start for, for builders, and it always does, but they soon fade out. And let me, rem- let me, <laughs> I always like to remind remind you people that you once referred to Tyrell as uh, the green cards for beginners. <laughs> no, maybe not. Yeah, I really like that deck. I think it's great. It, it terrifies me. So um, that kind of steers my categorization of that one. Um, it's it's a, on a purely emotional level. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, go on then, Peel. Uh, give us uh, give us another deck. Ooh. Greyjoy reigns. Oh. Mm. Cheeky. Mm. What, what do you reckon to Greyjoy reigns then, Peel? Gonna go with uh, Spice Girls straight off the bat. I don't. I don't think you can argue with that. I think it was a, a sugar babe, much like Martell Wolf when Craven came up with sugar, with a with Greyjoy reigns. It was a sugar babe, but now it's been uh, it's been taken by others. Mm. The mantle has been passed on, and uh, it's absolutely serious spice now. Mm, yeah, it's, been, it's been adapted. It's it's up to its game. Consistent for six or seven months now. Yeah, it's take, taken out those little flourishes which uh, which kept it out of the top tier, added that consistency to it, and now it's just hit after hit after hit. King and Swiss is winning tournaments, mm. making Made films. Number ones. Yeah, yeah, making films. Yeah, if any Thrones deck was going to make a film. Right now, it will be Greyjoy Reigns. So Greyjoy Reigns is very much the spice world of the current meta, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Mm, I think we're probably right. Well and truly has spiced the life of many Thrones players. I like what you did there. Thank you. That was pretty unanimous then, so I'll uh, I'll just whack Greyjoy Reigns straight in there with no more discussion. Now, of course, it's lost uh, either Wheels of Them Wheels or the Hand's Judgment, but I don't think that is going to affect it. It's not going to hurt it much, is it? It'll just do without Wheels. Or... Or uh, Hannah's Judgment. Like, it doesn't need that, I don't think. It was good to force through. It was mostly for other other Hannah's Judgments, I assume. So it could force through We Do Not Sow and the saves. I think, for the, the, I, I think it's going to want the Hannah's Judgments rather than okay. the wheels. Um, I, I think the wheels was kind of flex anyway, wasn't it? And Forgotten Plans is going up in value every day. Absolutely, with fucking so, uh, King of the North and all that. So. Oh, God, yeah. The less said about that plot, the better. <laughs> Damn you, Yakuba. Okay, well, that was straightforward. Um, okay, well, we'll keep on the uh, on the Africa theme and go with uh, Tyrell Reigns. Ooh. What do you what do you reckon to that? Because I already said I reckon it's better than House of Red Door Old Town. Do you think Do you think it's absolute spice? Or I mean, we haven't seen it win as much since Starlek, even though it has won some major tournaments in Europe since then. Uh, you know, is it has it had its day? Maybe they've had a member. You know? The thing is, you got to think of it's either had its day, you know, they've got rid of one of the members and that's it. It's just collapsing, or um, or they've replaced the member and it's taking a little bit of adjustment period. Um, if it's an adjustment period we're going through, then by all means put it in the sugar bags. It's tricky, isn't it? Because because on the one hand, you know, by putting it in the sugar babes category. We are, well, we are. I am certainly saying that the House of Red Door Old Town is a kind of better deck. But I don't know. I mean, it's still winning stuff. It's still won its fair share of store champs this year. Uh, I would guess Tyrell did in general. Tyrell Crossing certainly has as well. Uh, it's still for the Sugar Babes heap, isn't it? 
Should we uh, should we go with um, generic good stuff Tyrell? Yeah. As a as a deck there, rather than Tyrell Reigns, include Tyrell Crossing. Uh, not one of the more interesting builds, mm. such as Old Town or Banterbridge, but like generic Tyrell good stuff. Should we should we say that as a deck? Yeah. Maybe maybe with a nice supporting banner, like a Kraken banner or a Lion yeah. banner, maybe. Yeah. Um, but any of them, all those nice ones, maybe Tinder Marge. Uh, maybe not. Who knows? You know all that, all that lovely stuff. You got to be ready for that Tyrell bullshit, right? You really. You're going to come up against it, but you, you know, chip tons of renown, fast, flexible. Yeah, Tyrell, good stuff seems to be. It's it's easily kind of top of the sugar babes heap, I think. And you wouldn't say it's 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 a, a Spice Girl, the Tyrell good stuff as a whole. If you ask me in an hour, I might say that, but because you're asking me now, I'm going to put it at <laughs> sugar babes level. Okay. What about you, Peel? You know, I put it as Sugar Bays from the get-go. Mm, okay. um, so I'm going to stick with it. Not going to overturn my ruling on that one. Well, once again, I disagree. But uh, two to one, Tyrell, good stuff. I feel like Spice Girls just needs to be saved for that extra special spice. Uh, it's, it's just the best decks, though, Peel. There can be lots of best decks. I know there is. It's not necessarily the deck, but you have to be aware of the Sugar Bays. You, you know, you don't need to practice dance routines. I'm tempted to go. The, the The problem with saying Tyrell good stuff is Spice Girls level is like that's kind of almost saying just the Tyrell house card is Spice Girls level, and I'm kind of reluctant to kind of do that. Well, it's it's more yeah the um the reins and the crossing. Because you're not going to play Tyrell bad stuff, are you? No, but it's just like kind of like the big Tyrell renowned characters. Strength boosts, Tinder Marge, mm. maybe Mace for support, that kind of thing. Mm. Not playing around with the night theme, not playing yeah, with, okay. like the summer stuff necessarily. Um, nothing really janky, just the uh, just the big renowned characters with the strength pumps to force the challenges through. Mm. Whether you're doing that to trigger reins or whether you're doing that to win your third challenge or whatever, mm. that kind of thing. I could be I could be argued both ways, but I'm not going to be right now. That's fine. Sugar I think too much of something is bad enough, you know. Mm. And I think that's what it's come down to. We've had too much of it. We've had too much of Tyrell nice things. And too much of the lovely Tyrellness. And now we're just like, oh, just give it a few years and come back. Maybe with a sellout tour. It's this kind of clinical analysis that people listen to our podcast for. It really is. Exactly. We go that extra mile because we care. Mm. Well, I do like that. We probably shouldn't call it Tyrell good stuff. We should call it Tyrell nice things. That sounds like a much nicer deck build, doesn't it? Tyrell lovely. Yeah. What are you playing yeah. today? Oh. Tyrell lovely items. All right, then. <laughs> lovely, lovely nice things. Oh, that sounds nice. Uh, I would love to see a Tyrell lovely deck or Tyrell lovely <laughs> items being played. And then subsequently someone turning up and going, oh, what are you playing? Tyrell horrible things. And you just like, yeah. what? And- and it's just all this shit Tyrell cards in one fucking deck, and it's just like, whoa, fuck, this is horrible. A Tyrell Bewitched deck. <laughs> it's going, ah, okay. ah, in the background, it's like, pack it the bloody hell in. <laughs> <laughs> no, just stop doing what you're doing. Go on then, Tony, give us, a, uh, give us another deck, let's rate that. All right then, I, always, I think a, a pretty good meta choice at the moment is Targaryen Black Sails. Targaryen Black Sails. Targaryen Black Sails is a pretty solid meta choice at the moment. I think the the, the tutoring aspect of uh, Targaryen Black Sails is fantastic. If you need to go and fetch your Green Seer's Ravens or maybe your Sir Raleigh Duckfields to stop them being discarded if you've got a Lord or Lady on the table, 
I just think Greensea's Raven is an incredible place at the moment in this meta. There are a lot of traded plots being played. That bluebird is uh, is is excellent. You know, and you're going to want to run three in black sails as your best bet with your naval reinforcements to kind of uh, mm. grab it, stick it in hand, kind of first round and uh, cancel your opponent's plots pretty much. I mean, I mean, you're not just playing it for the Greensea's Ravens. You know, you want your rowing uh, Pullmans in there. Your uh, your prize Danny, obviously. Pretty. So I'm, I'm talking a, I'm talking probably a 60-65 card tower black sales deck. Really, really good place in the meta. Uh, possibly the spiciest deck that you could be playing. Where your T, uh, TO to allow it being played at all. I mean, I think that it hasn't really changed since that initial like bombardment of the restricted list that hit it after World and Starlet. True. So, um, I mean, it hit it, but I think it hasn't got any worse, and it was still good. So although you can't play like to be a dragon... Um, with prize Danny, mm-hmm. it's still in a really good place overall in the meta. Um, a targeted kill still strong even with Valor coming back and that kind of thing. So um, yeah. I think uh, Dario is really good at the moment, and being able to get Dario on demand to discard those knights is uh, is really nice as well. And um, you know, ambush from the planes to reuse him, that kind of thing. But yeah, I know. I, th- I think you're right. I think it's good if your if your TO will allow you to play a. That, then uh, it's definitely good. Definitely, I think Valor de Harris doesn't hit that deck maybe as hard as uh, some other decks, just because of the general lower cost of the uh, of the characters. So it is quite low curve. It's quite low curve as far as, uh, as as far as certainly as far as second edition goes, and I think you'll probably have a bigger board after uh, um, a Valor de Harris turn. And I think if you could have Flea Blossom to it as well, it would also make it quite potent. Sure. And if you do, if you do have a uh, if you do have a particular big board you want to keep, well, if you've got a green if you've got a blue bird in hand anyway, then you can cancel that happening. So. Um, solid deck. Fantastic. Okay. Um, would you say that's serious spot? Oh, definitely. That's a very, very oh, spicy choice. That's um, that's a Mel B level deck, I think. Wow. I, d- I don't think I can argue there. I think it is good. It was frustrating to play against in its heyday, but you know, it was it was solid and it's it's not really got much worse. So agreed. Yeah, I can't really argue. Uh, go on then, Peel. What's your deck next deck? Okay. Well, in that case, and Dave, I'm going to go with Barrett Exodia. Ooh. Ooh. Barrett Exodia. Good choice. Alright. Alright. So, um, how, how do you think that uh, lines up with the rest of them? It's a tricky one. It really is. Because on the one hand, it could be really good. <laughs> on the other hand, it could be really bad. It's one of those... It, it's it's That's the problem with any Exodia. How are you going to put it in a chart of, of singers? Because it covers all of them. Isn't that absolutely salt and pepper? Depending on the circumstance, it's either the best deck or the worst deck in the meta. Yeah, yeah. Like that's that's just you know we should have just thrown that out as an example straight away. Yeah. I don't know how it didn't pop to mind straight away. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. That that does go on exactly. Oh, this thing, two out of six things. I think it's yeah. recent recent performance very solid, surprisingly yeah. so. But they could sack the DJ, and you never know what's going to happen at that point. Mm. Yeah, it's a good deck. It requires a skilled pilot again. It requires a little bit of luck as well. <laughs> Maybe too much, in fact. But, you know, when it hits, it's uh, it's fucking great. I think people should be prepared for the wealth of Bad Exodia decks that are going <laughs> to suddenly hit the meta over the next few months. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a fun deck to play. Once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never so, too often. Yeah, that fits in the fits in the salt and pepper category very nicely indeed. Okay, fantastic. Mm. Um, I guess would be a miss then to not mention 
Barra, House of the Red Door, Black Beether. Bamalam. Bamalam. Would you say that's better or worse than Barra Exodia? I think it's better, right? I mean, by definition, it is the good version of Barra Exodia, right? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, would that be a Sugar Babes death? Yeah, it's got to be. A, I, I can't pitch it any higher than that. I mean, I'd be reluctant to put any Barra deck currently in as a Spice Girls level deck. But as far as kind of how imposing they are, that's the word I was looking for earlier, imposing. That I think it's definitely a Sugar Babes deck because, you know, Black Beth is such a such a lovely little card. You sometimes forget that they haven't played it yet, and go in with a couple of go in with a couple of characters, and of course, the more characters you're going in with, the more effect you know, more characters you're defending with, the more effective Black Beth is. And uh, yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's solid, and it's the epitome of the Sugar Babes deck. Fantastic. You you choose another one then, Tony. Okay. Now on my list. Because I have little experience playing against it, uh, but I did notice that it was being played a, f- a fair bit this weekend, is Night's Watch Greensight. Oh. Yeah. Is, is that a recruitment deck? That's the core of it. I know very little about it, but I've seen people messing with it, struggling with it perhaps. I think, uh, from what I understand, what I was told today, that Night's Watch Greensight basically involves playing all the plots that enable you to have some gold by the time it gets to the draw phase where the card comes off the top of the deck and then you can hopefully marshal it as someone's discard pile with uh, whatever that thickened event's called. Yeah. The Night Gathers, is it? Well, yeah, whichever one that is. Or you're playing the uh, the event that gets a five-cost or less out of the discard pile. So obviously that deck is dependent on what's you know what you're playing against. But Greensight is quite annoying. But I've yet to see anyone kind of nail Greensight properly. Uh, but I've just noticed that uh, that people are trying, as the community does when hit with a kind of what appears to be a shitty agenda. People do try and try and try and try and get these things to work. And someone, you know, someone will will strike gold at some point. I think you know the better deck builders will figure out a way to kind of make these things work. How scary it is to sit across from a nice watch greenside deck on the other hand. Hmm, debatable. Okay. You played against, you played against any? I haven't. No, no, I haven't thought to. It's very interesting. Uh, so where would you rate it at the moment? Did you say? Oh, probably very poorly at the moment. Huh? But is it basically just a pile of cards? Oh, I don't think it's a pile of cards. I think you have to be at least a bit specific about what cards you put in there. Whether it's a pile of shit cards, on the other hand. A bunch of cards that you've specifically put in there that just happen to be shit. Yeah, very possible. But I wouldn't say, you know, I, I, I can't give it the, the Bewitch rating just yet. But would you give it the Atomic Kitten rating, where it's basically just these are all the cards that say discard? Yeah, in that same way. Just like Greyjoy Lion. Yeah, I think the agenda dictates probably 20% of that deck. And so, therefore, you pick all the cards that say discard pile and marshal from or nick or recruit or any of that shit, and you put them all on the deck, and then you put some other generic Night's Watch good stuff in it, and then you kind of jump off that cliff and just hope it works. <laughs> so, it's probably <laughs> very much the nuclear option, hence Atomic Kitten. Okay, sure. Peel? Yes. Give us a deck. Any deck, Dave. Any deck. Varus. Varus. Uh, Varus. What Varus deck? CCG. 
the CCG Challenge Day. Yes, the CCG Challenge Day. <laughs> CCG, I've always found. I think that's maybe why they changed it, because CCG can catch you out every so often. Mm. You just get that first C a little bit loop. But yeah, the challenge Now, I've never seen it beaten. Yeah, no. no. Neither. Me neither. It's a monster. You can't beat it, some would say. You know, some. <laughs> some I'm not saying all, but I'm saying some. Some would say it can't be beaten. It's done. It's happy. It's finished. It's it's there in the past. It's never going to be beaten. That's the standpoint that we're going to set everything from in today's modern world. There you go, bing, bang, boosh. I mean, if you know, if you know you're going to a tournament and that someone who might be playing a deck that's never been beaten, I mean, that's got to, that's got to have impact, right? It's going to have a lot of it. You're going to fucking shit yourself. You are. You know, because you know, by you're going to come up against it at some point. There's no way, if you're winning, you're going to play it. I mean, if you're losing anyway, it doesn't matter. The chances are, lose your first game, you probably won't see this deck at a tournament, so it's fine. I am going to worry. But if, you've, if you're winning at a tournament, that's when it hits you. You've got to be really careful of these decks. If you're playing them at a tournament, then you're winning. Because what they'll do is, they'll probably beat you in the qualifying, and they'll probably beat you in the cut as well. And it's really depressing, because you know they're going to. And no matter how much preparation you do, you're never going to hit them all, because there's no way you can ride floating scooters through traffic in London. Just not a possibility. Dave, remind the lovely people what this Varus CCG deck does. What it does, it does everything. There's cards which say, when this card or Varus come into play, kneel characters, discard attachments, recur stuff. Uh, there's a card which says, like, response, cancel a triggered effect. There's a card that says, after you win an entry challenge, choose and kill a character cannot be saved. <laughs> it is truly a wonderful deck. A monster. It's everything, doesn't it? You know, it really does. And, uh, yeah, I, I haven't actually played it against any second edition decks, but... Uh, I think I'm going to treat Vince that to that tomorrow night. That'll be nice chance. for him. That'll be nice. Yeah. I will probably end up going to uh to play some thrones tomorrow night, so I'll, I'll take it with me and see if anyone wants to try their luck. No, I remember when we were messing about with this at Stalek and witnessing its awesome power. I remember us thinking as you know, we were all kind of sitting around kind of going, well, would this be to, would the, you know, going through all the possibilities of whether things could be, t- we couldn't think of anything specifically in maybe in first edition that could consistently beat it. Uh, I seem to remember kind of having a go at thinking if there was anything specifically in second edition that could beat it. And I think we came up zero. And there's nothing, mm. nothing specific, no specific build, you know, that would counter it in any serious way because it just does everything. Yeah. Because you play uh, you play this combination deck and it's like, right, and now I sacrifice the Night of Flowers. No. Cancel. Cannot be cancelled. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's the most fantastic card that says cancel a triggered effect cannot be cancelled. That's amazing. <laughs> and it's limit once per round. Yeah. Don't need your hands judgments if the card says this card cannot be cancelled. So... <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? Nightmare on my like ambush viruses? Yeah. Top of the heap and has been there for like 15 years. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't think we can find anything that's uh, better than that. That's an absolute spice girl. That is the baby spice of spice. Girls. No, okay, okay. We're gonna get. We're, we're going down this path, but I'm gonna. Nope. I'm gonna step <laughs> in. Explicitly not. Because <laughs> I know that's one thing we we agreed not to discuss was which one was the best. Regardless, <clears throat> baby. Um, regardless of how obvious it may be to some of us. When they're all the best. You don't want to start raising <laughs> which ones are better than others, right? So, yes. well, best is best, and that's fine. Okay, that's fine.
subjective. I guess shall we go one one more round of uh, of decks? Um, I was going to suggest Lannister Dragon. Oh. Because you know it's it's another deck we haven't seen it in a while. It hasn't really won anything in about eighteen months. Mm. Um, it used to be pretty good. Now I think it's just a bit shit. Because you know it's 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 not won anything in so long. It's it's a bewitched deck now. It pretty much is. Yeah, it's a piece of crap. Piece of shit. I'm gonna just rip all my Lannister cards up. It's not worth it anymore. We could burn them. We could throw them off a roller coaster pier. Yeah. We could. I don't. I don't. There's any danger of even seeing a Lanny Dragon deck at a tournament, and if you do, well, you'll probably walk all over it. Or I think chuck it in the bin. When you're playing against a Lanny, if you ever do play against a Lanny, it would be like playing with your toys. Yeah. It really would be. You know, it's like being um, with all the girls and all the boys and other lines from that song. It's just shit. <laughs> all right. Yep. Pretty solid. Bewitched all round, then. Yeah. Bewitched all round. Something has to. Something has to be bringing up the rear. And yeah. Uh, any dragon it is. Okay then, Tony. What's your last deck we're going to talk about? The last deck I'll talk about will be the World Championship 2016 Lannister Wolf deck. Oh wow. Mm. Oh wow. Oh wow. Strong choice. Strong choice. Strong choice. A, a, a bit ago. I I went too far with it. Um, when it was going really well until at lunchtime when everyone found out I was playing it. Yeah. It's and then there was like, oh, so there's no Valor? Mm-hmm. No. No. Okay. <laughs> Spam the board. There we go. <laughs> See you later. And there's no cards that have been released in the last eight months. Yeah. That's nice to know. It, it's not going to hold up strong against a lot of decks now because it's, it's predictable. People know what's coming. It just releases the same stuff over and over again. It's, it's still good, though. It's just it's just predictable. Yeah. But it's a good, solid shout for a new player. Mm-hmm. That it is. And you know what? It's already a pile of cards on your table because it just stays built. Yeah. So, I, honestly, I think it, it can't be any lower than Atomic Kitten. I mean, you, you're going to remember it. You know, I'm concerned about future drug addictions. It's a deck that, by definition, kind of gets worse the further away you get from it. <laughs> <laughs> by that definition, it's, it definitely fits the Atomic Kitten. We can only look back at that and think, fuck. We can only look back, and next year we'll look at it look back at it and go oh even you know even more so than than this year am i gonna have to play it every regional season to see what happens yeah i think you might i think we need to get a consistent a consistent <laughs> level of results we've got the control group which was uh the world championship season 2016 and then we just need to keep playing it every year <laughs> yeah. until eventually it uh, you know it, it either until makes a comeback some of the cards will rotate yeah, yeah. so uh, oh yeah could I, could I put it next year? Potentially, I could play a mix of cards from the two World Championship decks. Ooh. You could rotate it, Dave, quite nicely. Yeah, it you brings could... in um, Flea Bottom and Heads on Spot. Yeah, you want to remove a few kind of elements. You want you you, you need to re- remove kind of the cards that are dragging it down a little bit and uh, yeah. push on in a new positive direction. Release a few singles after you've pushed on in that thing. Give it a few tests, a few little probes. Test it properly. If they go all right, try and do an album, but don't hold your breath. My reason for inclusion is it's always an option. Absolutely. You can it's always, always just pick it yeah. up and take it and go, I'm going to play this because I'm going to play cards and I don't want to have to think about what I'm playing. There's yeah. a pile of cards. So there you go. does exactly what it says on the tin. It does. Literally, apart from the World Championship, <laughs> which doesn't do anymore. <laughs> it did do that. It did do that. No, of course, it's, it's, it's correct in saying that it did win World Championship 2016, but it ain't going to do that anymore. Oh, that would be amazing, though. Could you... <laughs> Yeah, someone needs to take it to, to Worlds this year just to see what happens. Okay. Uh, go on then, Peel. 
last deck. Greyjoy Crossing. Yeah, I can't believe we've not talked about it yet. Yeah, that's mine. That's that's the one. Mm. Does the job. That's a tricky one to categorise, I reckon. So we're we're ending on a... uh... I think we are, because that deck is phenomenal. And then sometimes it just falls on its arse. We've said that about other decks, though, and it never really truly falls on its arse. If you're... If you're there against another good deck, it's going to do well. You know, it, it's it's not going to necessarily completely flatline. You can win without those necessary win conditions, without that main man. You can go on and win without him. Like more more so than other decks, it does just sometimes go. Oh yeah, I've just run out of steam completely, or I haven't drawn any renown, or I've just drawn all these rush cards. With I like to think of that as a break period. Yeah, where you just you go on I mean, like a hiatus. I mean, we have got Dave and I do have previous in playing against this. You playing this deck and and yes. we've lost. Sure, we have beaten you playing it where it has just shat out because yes, of, yes, because of its very nature, right? You know, a lot of the time it's great, and that don't get me wrong is why you play it. It's a great deck, but it isn't infallible. No, it's not. It's it's not a. It's not released nothing but goldies. It's, it's nothing but like constant success. Mm. It's dipped on a few occasions. Mm. Um, How often do you would you say it shits itself? Would it be about twenty percent of the time? It, it absolutely like? shit itself, as in full on just drops a steamer and just collapses on the floor. You know, just like oh, I was, I don't really have much hope in this game. Would you say it was about? Generally, you time? can tell. You know, if you're not doing too well by the third round, and normally there's a little bit of an issue. Um, you're looking at yeah. About about the third, kind of, because, I mean, 60% of games, I mean, even on the games where you lose, it doesn't normally look weak. You just lose because, you know, that's the way it works. You know, sometimes, you know, you come up against Martel, for example. Um, and I, don't that's one giving, out. I don't think you're giving it enough credit. I think uh, four It's a five. very solid deck. That's what I mean. And when you say flops out, it does fail. Yeah, yeah. all decks will lose, but I it doesn't four- lose so horrendously that you go, fuck that shit. I think four out of five times it does very, very well. Mm. Um, but one out of five times, it really does very, very badly. Yes, I would agree with uh, that. That seems that seems about right. So, it, so given those statistics, how would you categorise that, Pew? The thing is, I wouldn't put it down with the Sugar Babes because we know it's a great deck. We know it's something special. We know it's something good. But it's never going to be up. And you've got to be aware of the rush, haven't you? If you don't counteract that rush, you're going to get swept away, you know? Yeah. And that, unfortunately, is just yeah. how it goes in the sound of the underground. It's just, yeah, it's all bad. So I'm going to actually... So are you saying it can't go in... I'm saying we need a new category between the Spice Girls and the Sugar Bays. We need something there in the middle for, for no apparent obvious reason. We just need it there. Frankly, this is unprecedented. It really, I was not expecting this bit. The whole the system was built so that we wouldn't need. Well, we need the extra categories, and we managed to get away with it so, so far. far. But I think, I, think right. he, I, I think he's right, and I but, and I also think that we're never going to run out of girl bands. As such, I think we have to create a category specifically for Greyjoy Crossing. Yeah, it, I mean, I think it's fair to say Greyjoy Crossing should be a girls allowed. They're, it's never going to be as good as the Spice Girls. They're better than the Sugar Babes. Mm. You know, they're just a love machine. It's just a love machine. It all goes really well. Everyone's happy about it. I'm going to stick with the girls loud on that one because, you I know. Have, I have heard you describe your deck as a love machine before. <laughs> I've also described it as a sexy no-no, but, you know, that's just on a 
to an occasion. They've got some really weird things, you know. And Vince, you know, Vince may not like it because it doesn't speak French, but that doesn't matter because it keeps the funky music coming. And that's why he loves Greyjoy. I love Greyjoy. We all love Greyjoy. Episode over. Goodbye. See you next week. As if we hadn't hammered home the analogy hard enough, the reason that it fits within that Girls Aloud category is that one of Girls Aloud was shit. <laughs> one out of five, 20%. I think, yeah, I think you all know what we were getting at. So, and so yeah, it fits perfectly. It's a shame to have that kind of extra category, but because some things just don't fit. But now we've got that extra category. So, uh, so we need, it's fine now. Quad Eret Demonstratum, we have proved that our system is better than theirs. It's faultless. And, uh, no one could ever say we're not thorough. I look forward to seeing an enormous article on the FFG website about how the, the deck breakdown at Worlds this year. Yeah. This one's definitely a spice. you know. This is... And as long as they don't overuse the Girls Aloud category, because obviously it's not there to be overused, it's there for no, the it's special. No, one. Yeah. yeah. What's special? I, I, look, I look forward to seeing like Evan Johnson kind of doing live kind of commentary on uh, games at Worlds and kind of saying, oh, you know, yeah, it's a bit of a sugar babes deck this, but you know, we've been, <laughs> been pretty, pretty close. Like, I look forward to them making references to things they don't understand. For reference, though, if if requested, we can convert into a fully American um, thing because I'm fully aware that probably Atomic Kit and the Sugar Babes and all that didn't make it over there. No, we we can't. We don't know any American girl bands. You should retract that statement. All right, fine. We're not going to do that. And that would offend me if we even attempted. (laughs) In that case, then we'll just cut it before that bit.